Welcome to the 100th episode, listeners. Cheers to 100 episodes of TRS. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? I think if uh, if someone had told me when we decided in the pub all those, uh, just over two years ago, that we should, it'd be funny to do a podcast, I would never have thought we'd do 100 episodes. (laughs) Never, ever. I uh, I listened back to episode number one today. Oh my. Oh no. Oh, you're right. We need to get that off off SoundCloud, eh? Exactly. It's like, it's possibly, it's, 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 I don't know, it's either the worst or the best episode we've ever did, because if we didn't do it, you know, I mean, the thing is, remember how we sweated out over, over this, over scripting that and what we're going to say and what do we want to talk about? And actually in the end, it's, uh, people seem to, it, it was better when we were just talking bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what feels weird though? I've, I've actually got the, the sweats right now, because this is like, we're live. And we can't edit this out, you know. Once it, whatever we say is is out into the world, you know the the um, the digital world out there. So, uh, so it feels like it feels a little bit like episode one. And plus, we've got um, you know, we've got episode one hundred. We've got a fantastic lineup tonight, folks. Um, we've got the Hawkins, Carl Hawkins, Derek Hawkins on the show. So it's going to be an amazing night. Um, so get yourself a beer, get yourself a, a cup of tea, or Whatever you want, um, no holds barred. <laughs> Absolutely, no holds, no holes barred, as Kyle, as Kyle famously said. But yeah, I mean, we've done. Kyle's done a blinder. We've got the Hawkins coming on, which is going to be great. Uh, there's loads of questions we've got already. We look at the folk we've got online already, Kyle. We've got Colin Whitby, Marie Baxter, Brian Kinghorn is having a beer with us. David Wilson's joined. So welcome everyone to the hundredth. And I think we can say this is a little, feels a little bit more pro than the last live we did. Well, absolutely. Yeah. But you've got, you know, it's a bit like episode one, you know, you've got to start somewhere and uh, yeah, we're, we're looking, we're looking the part, you know, the, you're right. Baby Chewbacca's back in the game. Uh, I've also got a, a little surprise for the listeners later. I might have another hat for you. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's it's looking pretty well. So what we're gonna do, folks, is we're gonna we're gonna get the Hawkins on in probably in sort of 20, 20 25 minutes. And um, the the idea is we've actually got a script of questions. Some of the listeners have already posted some questions that we'll we'll ask them. Um, so if anyone wants to to chat, any ask any questions, do do give us a message on on the live Facebook, and we'll we'll try and read them out. There might be quite a few, so uh, this can go. Anywhere really, um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah it'd, be, it'd be fantastic to get you, you guys uh, engaging with the episode num- episode 100 and uh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, and one thing, we are on a little bit of a delay. I think we're on like a 20, 30 second delay. So we'll, uh, we'll try and manage that as best we can. But yeah, do you know, I was thinking today on my run when we're thinking, you know, Hawkins coming on, you know, and uh, you look, think of the list of listeners and the guests that we've had on. You know, I've, it's one I've for a long time wanted to put together some kind of montage or hall of fame because it's it's incredible that you know you think about the range of athletes that we've had on. We've had current athletes, former athletes, national champions, national record holders. We've had regular club runners on. It's it's amazing, and you know one thing that's I kind of for me reflecting on the hundred episodes as well. Right, I've become a better runner while we've been doing TRS, and that's largely part of part of well, largely due to the fact that you, when you're, you're recording some of this and you're engaging with listeners who are 
it's when they're throwing love our way. It's amazing, you know. And uh, you know, firstly, a massive thank you to everyone who is still with us. hundred doesn't matter if you joined us a hundred episodes ago. If you did, you're a hero, and you're still here. You're also very patient. But also, if you joined us two episodes ago and you're still with us, brilliant. It's it's so good to have that engagement with the with the athletics community. And if you're either you you emailed us, you just listen, or if you're one of the heroes that see us at a race and give us a shout, I mean, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad what someone's got quicker. You know, I mean, I can't say I've gone. I'm I'm getting any faster. That I'm going longer. You know, and I'm doing something. So uh, I might not be increasing the speed, but I'm certainly increasing the distance. Um, you are, yeah. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You know, when you look at all the all the guests we've had on, we've had. I'm just scrolling through right now. You know, Finley Wild, for example, uh, Derek Ray, who's who's listening to the show. Um, what a great interview it was with him. Really inspirational. Um, so well, many speaking of... Uh, Charlie Spedden, who came on. Um, well, speaking of interviews, Alex Jackson just logged in. Welcome to the show, Alex. It's great, to see, to, great to see Alex yeah. is watching. A real yes. hero of ours. <laughs> um, you know, like, it's just amazing. Fraser Klein, we've had European mountain running champion, Jacob Adkin. Uh, you know, we've had... Who else have we had on? We've had... We've Morag had Elish McCogan, Morag Miller, Yeah. The chairman of Scottish Athletics, Ian Beattie. We've had uh, chief you know, executive of Scottish Athletics, Martin Rowe. Well. You know, it's uh, and Robbie Simpson, Commonwealth bronze medalist, Grant Sheldon, Adarand, Adaran and Finn. Remember him? Try to get yeah. his mighty, one of the authors of uh, The Way of the Runner and uh, all those books as well. Rob Turner as well. Uh, it's, it's, it's brilliant. You know, the, the list goes on and on, doesn't it? You know. I mean, Russell is tracking. And actually, so, so to the listeners, this is, let's make this interactive. Bunch of comments coming on now. Who has been your favorite interviewee you've, we've had on? You know, and that can be the person who just inspired you the most. It can be the most interesting story. It can be the, the biggest name that you were keen to hear from. So let us know. And, I, you know, we've, one thing that's always driven TRS really well is people telling us who they want to hear from. You know, uh, we've had, we had so many people shouting out to say they want to hear from... Um, from uh, Ian Beatty and Mark Monroe, which was great to get them on. We've had, there's a lot of, there was, uh, there's people clamoring after uh, the Hawkins for a while, so it's great to get them on. Uh, we've had feedback. The feedback we took about six months ago was, you want to hear from more women. So we've made a real push in the last six months to do that, and, and we've been really pleased to do that. Um, you know, someone I'd love to get on would be Sophie Dunnett. I know she's a, she's a big share of ours, which is great. And uh, I think, you know, she'd be really cool to get on. So, um, yeah. Sarah Ingalls, of course, recently as well. You know, we've got we've got so many folk. You know, it's, uh, it's the list goes on. But what I'm going to encourage people to do is please listen back to some of these episodes. Um, and you know, you don't have to listen to our ramblings. Listen to the interviews and listen to what they've got to say. Because you know, I've certainly taken a lot from it as well. And, and you're right. I, for me, it's it's really inspired me to go out and, and run. And and hopefully, you guys, it's inspired you guys to to go out as well. So. Um, yeah, if, it, if, if there's one thing we, we, we've wanted from this show is to not only promote athletics in Scotland, but, um, but to get people out running and, and to, you know, put a bit of humour back into the sport as well. I'm not saying it, it hasn't had, but there's, there's some pretty uh, pessimistic moments in the world of, of, of athletics. And uh, so, that's what something so, we want to do is put the lightheartedness back into it. So to, to that, Kyle, what's been your, your favourite moment of TRS? Um, well, that's a hard one, Tom. Uh, my favourite moment. I think I, I, you know, I think you know, interviewing 
interviewing some of the guys and girls we've had on, I, I really enjoy, you know, I always get nervous before an interview because yeah. some people I've never met, um, but others, it's, you just don't know how it's going to go. And they've all went really well, really insightful. But And who, who have you most enjoyed interviewing? Oh, Put you on the spot there. Oh, sorry, I missed that, Tom. Who have you most enjoyed interviewing? I think your, your, your sound's gone. Sorry, I don't know what's happened to you. Hold on. Start again. Who have you most enjoyed interviewing? <laughs> oh dear, nah. it wouldn't be TRS or technical issue. Just chat away there while I sort my sound system here. So, do you know, while, while Kyle is chatting away, I will tell you about my, uh, who, my oh, favorite yeah. interview. Probably Del Rey. I think it seems to be a popular one on the, on the chat as well. I really enjoyed hearing from Derek. I thought it was, he's a real inspiration. And, you know, the, the sort of the kindness that comes from that guy is incredible. So I, he's, a, he's a real, it was a pleasure to get him on. And it's a pleasure. It's one of these guys you feel a real pleasure to, to know. Can you hear me now, Kyle? I'm back in the game. Sorry. So, Sorry about that. So Del Rey, favorite person I've interviewed, although they've all been amazing. My favorite moment was when Finley Finley told us about hanging up his brun shite stained shorts on his washing line and the gusset, how absolutely stained it was. I don't know what he's doing on his runs, that his gusset is so brown. But I do know. <laughs> Are you playing the, 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 the live at the same time? Pause it, Kyle. Oh, dear. Sorry, folks. I've, um, I've, I'm here myself half, an hour, half a minute ago. Dear, oh dear. I, I thought we were going to be completely slick this week. Anyway, so there's a, there's been a bunch of um, a bunch of uh, cool comments on the on the Facebook feed. The other thing we want to hear is who do you want to hear from? Um, we're you know I say the Hawkins coming on tonight is going to be great. Uh, you know we'd love to get some of the other names in Scottish athletics coming on. You know Chris O'Hare is a name we're really keen to get on. We're really keen to speak to Jake Whiteman. Um, I'd really like to get Ron Morrison on. I think Ron would be brilliant to hear from. Um, the other one, people have often. Someone said to me the other day, "Oh, it wouldn't be great if you got some like Mo Farah on." I'm not interested in getting some like Mo Farah on. For me, it's all about it's the Scottish. There's nothing better than getting someone who's who you know grounded in Scottish athletics on. And I thought Sarah Ingalls when she came on recently was a great example of that living and training in Canada, top class international runner. But you know, the minute the minute she opens her mouth, you think, "Aye, Scottish lass." She's she's done a cross country circuit. She's run she's run at Broxburn. You know, she and it's. That's the type of people we want on. And even like, you know, when we've had Butcher on, it wasn't that long ago that we were seeing Butcher on start lines around the East League, you know, and that's, that's what's really cool. Are you with us still, Kyle? I think we've lost him. <laughs> Kyle, are you still here, mate? Apologies, folks. I can't hear you, Tom. Um, I did hear some of that. I don't know close, what's happening. Close your, close your Facebook browser. Don't have the... I know you want to see the comments. Use it on your phone or something. Shut it down on oh, the old... Uh, right, I'll do that. Internet. Hold on. Because I think you're getting a bit of double right. feed there. I might, I might maybe ask Debbie. She might, um, she might be listening, so it might be interfering somehow. I don't know how. Okay. Um, so while you're back, so you're back so now, Kyle. Crack, um, hold on there, Tom. I'm just going to speak to her, see if it's that. One second. So listeners who are sat in here, this is a common occurrence. Now, you're seeing this on the live feed this is happens all the time kyle will bugger off to deal with something some absolute nightmare um absolute nightmare thing that he's dealing with 
Right, entertain me while he's away. We've got some comments here. Rob Sinclair, get him on. Absolutely. Rob is a uh, good shout, Graham. Rob is someone who... I saw Rob in a run the other day, actually. He was kicking about Aberdeen. So, Rob is someone we want to get on. Uh, Finley, Finley, we need to get on the show, yes, to tell us about the his actual gusset incident. Um, and, yeah, that's... Uh, what else have we got? Yeah, Neil Renner was enjoying the technical difficulties that we're having. Right, Kyle, you're back. You put me on the spot there. I, I was just what happened there, but my browser's off. So I know exactly what happened there. You and technology fell out. This is, as I was explaining <laughs> to the listeners, this is a weekly occurrence. It's not, it's not the first time. Well, um, yeah, like, like I said, I mean, it's, it's been brilliant, um, you know, listening back to some of the episodes. One of the episodes I was listening to um, a couple of weeks ago was the Hardmoors episode. Remember that 80 miler? Oh, oh mate, that's a real highlight for me for the TRS. Uh, I've been tracking that event. And I've, I remember saying this at the time, getting on the bus at like eight o'clock from Aberdeen to go to, I think it was Broxburn. List, tracking you on the bus on the way to Broxburn. Tracking you before the race. Tracking you after the race. Tracking in the bus on the way home. Tracking you all the way till I went to bed at like midnight and you're still out there. Yeah. I'm thinking, I've driven to the Central Belt, run across country, come back, had my dinner, watched a movie, and he's still out there. It was absolutely <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. That was savage. Savage. Uh, that was savage. Uh, I'm glad it's over now, though. But I tell you what, like, you know, that was probably my best and worst ever race. I, taught, I, I learned so much about that one. And it was, you know, I think it made it all the more sweeter when I completed the race and I could chat about it and still go to UTMB. Because the mm-hmm. DNF did not manage to get there, you know? Absolutely. And I think that, I think also you've, if you'd run the, I think if you'd had an all right race there, I worry that you might have absolutely imploded at the UTMB. I know. You know, I would have been all cocky thinking I wouldn't need to train and, and that, that, you know, that would be it. Disaster. But ugh, you, did, you did well in the end, mate. Yeah. And what about, um, and actually, so is that in terms of TRS, what have you gotten out of TRS for over 100 episodes? Probably, you know, just, um, in, it, just skills, personal skills, just like doing something different, going out of our comfort, my comfort zone anyway. And, you know, I'm certainly go, going lives out of my comfort zone and not able to edit any of this, you know. Um, but just general banter um, with, with my mate as well, you know, it's been, it's been yeah. good every week, you know, having a chat with Big Tommy and, uh, and, and having a beer together virtually. It's, um, it just Absolutely. feels like, the, the normal times, you know, just chatting feel, every week virtually. I feel like I, our relationship has evolved since then. I know you a hell of a lot better than I did. I thought I knew you well before we started this, but it's amazing what two two years of every single week having an hour and a half, two hours on chatting up will do. Oh, I know. And it, it's that, you know, it must say, there's a lot of work that goes into the, the podcast. You, you might think we just jump on and yap shite. We do actually have a script and sometimes the script gets thrown out the window and, you know, we're, we're we're just making stuff up, but I think that's a joy. That's part of part of the reason we do it. You know, we, we can ramble, and hopefully, it is. Um, it's some of it's informal as well for some folk, informative rather. So, absolutely. Um, what about you? What do you get out of this talk? You know, I get a real uh, listening to the when we get guys on who are quick and hearing what they're doing, and uh, they're actually they're just normal lads but they're working and lassies and they're working their asses off. I find that really inspiring. I find being, I'm someone who enjoys going through local results. I enjoy following athletics. And I really, I mean, we started this thinking it'd be a nice way to replicate that pub night chatting about running. And I find 
I've been really pushed on by this, by my running's come on a lot through TRS. I think it's, you kind of, you be, I think there's a real feeling of being properly engaged in the Scottish running community now, which is really cool. And, you know, that's, there's, you know, it sounds really, I don't know, it sounds quite self-indulgent, but there's, it is, you know, when someone comes up to you at a race and says, I just want to say, well done TRS, really enjoy it. It makes your weekend. Do you know what I mean? I've had really shit runs. And afterwards, someone said to me, oh, I'm loving TRS. And it's just, I've just forgotten all about the run. Um, but equally, I've had people, when we, you know, Frankfurt was one, people were messaging us. And you had the same for UTMB and all the other races. When people are messaging in the podcast the week before the race saying, good luck. That's, I mean, that's amazing. You know, and it really, that's, that's been a huge, uh, a huge thing. And even after Amsterdam and DNF, I got loads of nice messages from people. And that was really, it's really nice. Um, it just shows, you know, what a lovely bunch of people the Scottish running community are. Absolutely, Tom. You couldn't have said that any better if I tried. So I'm going to give you a cheers for the 100th episode. What, what are you drinking? Cheers. Well, I've actually, so I'm actually saving, I've been saving this for a while. So tonight I'm going for a, it's coming on after I finish this pale ale. I'm going for a Beatnik Brewing. One nice. of the brew well, dog, I'm uh, drinking a, a, a Windermere Brewing Company Golden Retriever. So Very nice. It's um, it's awful mm. tasty. It's highly lickable. They say. <laughs> the um, and also another highlight, you know, before we, I mean, we're, I'm aware that we're going to get the, the Hawkins are going to join us shortly. But one thing was really cool was the TRS beer mile. You know, it was uh, it was pretty cool to get 20 people on Aberdeen Beach running up and down doing a beer mile. And that, I would love, to, you know, COVID pending, I would love to do another one this year and grow it. You know, take it take it on the road. Go and do it in the Central Belt. The Garski boys have got. A, Apparently, quite a legendary beer mile on the go. So maybe jump in with some of them, those boys. I see. Uh, I see. Big Will McKay was doing a, a virtual beer, beer mile. Did virtual Isle of Man. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> oh, he did. He did quite a quick time. He did like what six fifty? No, six forty-seven or something. I think something like that. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty quick. But you know, the, so the Isle of Man. You and I have both done the Isle of Man. It's a hell of a festival. I can't really. Uh, I can't really imagine doing it virtually. You know, I've seen them doing a video of someone sinking a pint on their own on a FaceTime call and passing it to someone else. Do you know what? It would be funny uh, doing one around your garden, you know, 400 metres around your garden, <laughs> one drink, another 400 metres. What's that, like 30? Well, depends how big your garden is. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. Like, if any of you listeners want to do it, give us a shout, let us know, film it, and we'll get that shared because that would be comedy gold, eh? That would be comedy gold. I think the... Although Colin Whitby said a beer mile, um, although it, I don't know what he means by that, but it's, it's certainly a, a chunder mile. It's called in Scotland, eh? A chunder mile, yeah. Well, I mean, depends if you're, if you, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Depends which rules you're playing by. Remember, we spent a lot of time researching the rules before we did the um, the TRS beer mile about legality of chunders and whatnot. But you, you usually, um, you're you're all over the. You know, the, the, the American beer mile rules, eh? Well, only because that's, that's what counts. I mean, if there was an official beer mile UK rules forum you could get involved in, I'd be all for that. But, um, yeah, do you know, actually, so here's something I want to do. I've not done well, we've done TRS, and I want to do it. I really want to get involved with um, and do a run a mile this year. And assuming it happens, and I really hope it does, we got a message from him after last week from Mikey Wright talking about it, the Monument Mile. I'll tell you right now, if that goes ahead, I'm all over it. What do you think you'll do for a mile, Tom? Yeah, tough call. I, I think, 
I think uh, like, I don't know. Maybe like a four forty-five, four forty. Faster than that, you're bounced on. You can Ball, you bounce your way around that track. What's your What's your mile PB? I think I don't know. Like my my fifteen hundred PB is like four sixteen or something. Four sixteen. Okay, I'll tell you. Four sixteen, fifteen hundred. We'll see. Anyway, so that's something I'm keen to do. Um, so one thing also, your your sound's gone again. Sorry, Tom. You hear me? No. Just crack on. This is uh... a. <laughs> back. Though. You're back. You're back. You there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I haven't done anything, so my sound hasn't actually gone. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> what a disaster! Jesus. Um, right, listeners. So one thing I've really enjoyed is we've had a lot of folk get in touch and tell us what or oh, come and do our race. Um, that's that's cool. What races do you want to see us do? Because I'm really one thing. Carl and I talked about last year. I'd love to do is I'd love to run a race in 2020. It's not going to happen due to the write off. But I would love to run a race in say 2021. Run a race organised by every club. Now I don't know how feasible that is. I need to look at the calendar. But how that would be pretty sweet to do that. To do to find. Every club, I mean, most clubs organize a race. And that's something we've covered in some of our club nights. I'm sure it can be done. I don't know what, I don't know what I want to do, though. I, you know, I find talk, what, Just an ending, time. ending. I mean, it might mainly be 10Ks, I guess. Who's that? <laughs> what on earth is that? What are you watching on your end? Who's speaking? Someone joined I think in. That's Logan. Hold on, I'm gonna have to turn this off. <laughs> what on earth are you doing in your head? I think that was a recording. I'm gonna have to. I'll get back to you, Tom. <laughs> right, you know, turn your audio off and while you deal with this nonsense. I'm not gonna swear anymore because someone's already called me off for swearing in here. Right, Marie Baxter wants to see us do a fancy dress marathon. Uh, half marathon, yeah, that'd be better than the marathon. Um, Lynn, Tour of Fife, yes, 100%. That's, that's something I want to do. Kaz is saying the CCC, brrr, yeah, that's a... I'm not sure, Kaz, I'm not sure that that's a... That I'm, maybe not this year anyway, maybe one year. Uh, what else have we got? Um, yeah, a lot of people are enjoying Kyle's... Uh, Kyle's... Uh, going missing. The Hawkins are going to join any minute, and he's not here. Uh, right, what else? Um, this is, as I've said before, this is this is standard. I can't believe I'm speaking to my own here. This is standard practice. Right, you're back, Kyle. I'm just saying, this is... No, headphones are not in. You think you think this boy's never done a podcast in his life? Are you no, listening I've to me here? I've discovered what's happened. There's, uh, there was, th- this thing here has got a Bluetooth of its own. So it's Bluetooth and something that was connected, and I didn't know it was connected. Oh, so. my goodness. Oh, fine now. Apologies, folks. Right. Sophie Dunnett's joining us. The Keith Ness Half Marathon in September. And, yeah, let's put it on the list. Ian Beatty Harmony, seven-hour half marathon. Yes. My brother-in-law, shout out to Mike Watts. He did the, the seven reservoirs, and he raves about it. So that's definitely what I'd like to do. Dave Morton, brand new Kirkcaldy Parks. 100% Dave. Let's make it a half marathon this time, and we'll be there. Um, Shout yeah. out to Hells. Helen, your sister's joined us. Has she? Yeah, look at that. I didn't know she she listens. No, did I. It just shows what some, how bored some people get in uh, during lockdown that they would join us. Uh, exactly, yeah. Women, hell. Uh, and, and also your wife, Fiona's watching too. 
they've probably got the, the monkey emoji, you know, with the hands in their faces. I'm My sure, wife is yeah. watching too, so... Uh, Lag James Cookshank saying, you must have done the lag groove, you not, Kyle? I've run it, but I've never actually, um, I, I've never actually done the race. Oh, uh, that's the same as me. I, and you, having run it, I, I'll be honest, I, was, I did it as part of our Metro Coast to Coast last year, and it was amazing to run it at sunrise, but to do it, at, to do, uh, it was a hard run. Like, run as a marathon. Speaking of hard runs, someone's saying we should do the uh, Arocker Alps. I, that scares me. That's like, te- that is, it, you know, you know how I, re- I was really, I really enjoyed Ben Rennes, but it was, it was brutal. <laughs> and, you know, speaking as a road marathoner. It's one of the most runnable hill races. Do you know what Brian King was pointing out? That the TRS, yeah, Brian, you're right. The TRS to-do list is massive. It's absolutely massive. It's more of a life <laughs> to-do list. Like before we die, these are the races. And actually a lot of them, let's be honest, a lot of them are races that once we're off, like if I once I've banked sub two thirty, that's the type of time I'll go right. Uh, yeah, I'm all over it. I'm just gonna do a two or five. I'm gonna do the seven hours half marathon. This is the the time to do that. Wow, I I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm happy doing my little uh, my little ultras. I've got planned for whenever whenever they happen. But I, I would you know ultra. I like to you know do the odd five uh, k again and ten k. I enjoyed our good old virtual five k ten k races. They were yeah, quite exciting, weren't they? So as did I. And you know I think it's made me kind of miss racing even more because it's made me realise like uh, I wouldn't mind going back in time right now. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat because you know I saw some article poo-pooing. Oh, everyone's doing laps or everyone's doing point to points or whatnot, and that's why everyone's PBing. People are PBing because it's April and everyone's in shape. That's why people are PBing, you know. And I, okay, I know that some um, <laughs> Daniel some, Tailwind. Daniel Tailwind, yeah, <laughs> is, that's yeah. Was it people in glass houses and all that? Oh, give me your laps. <laughs> the, um, Paul Rogan is saying you need to run the well. We need to run the Young Fro Marathon. I wouldn't mind doing that actually. I like to, that would be fun, eh? Yeah, I'd like to do that. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, but um, Someone, I, right. So I'm getting called out for the Araka pronunciation. How do you pronounce that? Araka. Someone the, can David write out uh, write it in a sort of syllables. How you, one would pronounce it? I was getting uh, slight, I got slighted by my by my dad amongst other people for the Arcera um, English pronunciation until we actually realized it was Ingalls when she came on. <laughs> That's true. Ian Beatty saying the West Island Way, last one. West Island Way, when are you going to do it, Kyle? I, I, well, I'd love to do it next year, actually. I would love to do it. It's, uh, I love the Highland Fling, and that's half, more than half of the, the race. So maybe next year I'll, I'll do it, if I, get a, if I get a slot, that is. It's hard to get into, eh? Is it? So who knows? I'm sure Ian will be able to help you out there. I just have to enter, you know, and fingers crossed. Do it the, the way everyone should do it. Eh? Fair, fair play, fair play. Yeah. Do you um, know, if you do, if you do the West Ham way, I'll put my, I'll put my name in for the, uh, the fling. Oh, look at that! Right next year, there's a yeah? the deal. You need to deal. Get next year, yeah, ne- fine. Next year, let's do it. Yeah. Well, uh, what one thing about pronunciation, listeners? How do you say news? Is it news or is it news? News. Tell us what it is. Here they are. Welcome, lads. There they are. Hello. I can hear you. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Good. Good. Really? Well, well, yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on, guys. It's, it's brilliant. What's um? I take it, Derek. You're in. You're going for the the beard, are you? The 
Yeah, well, I think for a couple of years now, but you know what? You know where to go at the moment, so it's like, don't need to keep appearances, so it's staying for a while. So you both staying, are you both, are you both at home at the minute? How's that? You get, I can see you're clearly together. Yeah, yeah well, I moved back into my parents' house just before the lockdown came into effect, just because we've got the shed in the back garden with the, the treadmills in, the, in there. Nice so just in case everything hit the fan and we'd hit, we wouldn't even be allowed outside, I'd still have a treadmill. And how are two, how are two uh, quick lads like yourself finding training under lockdown? Um, to be honest, it's not changed too much for me. Um, I was lucky enough that the way my scheduling for the, for the well, for the, when the Olympics was going to be, I was on a break anyway, the, when the, the first week of the lockdown. And then from there, it's just been kind of building back up. So it's just been yeah, mainly just running out on the, the cycle track. It's just a bit busier, which is a bit annoying. Um, and what and how do you? I mean, what are you doing in terms of? I mean, you don't know when your next racing. I guess obviously Olympics is next year. Derek, I was gutted for you because you were one of the folk who were, looked like they were shaping up with something seriously special. London, mate. I mean, what? How do you? What, are you just maintaining now? I mean, what what are you doing training wise, you guys? Uh, well, that was the funny thing about it. Obviously, um, for for a couple of weeks we were a little bit in limbo as to what was going on and then eventually London was postponed but we then got a note, an email saying that they were going to look up, look to set up a specific Olympic trial so there was a kind of like a week to 10 days where you're kind of training but you're looking you're watching the news and you're like this isn't going to happen but at the same time you've got to keep going as if it is and then obviously eventually that wasn't possible so I thought you know what spend a couple of weeks just lower the mileage a little bit out the mar- no more marathon training just maybe do a couple of workouts that I'm maybe wouldn't mm-hmm. normally do you know just mix it up a little bit try and keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Have you been getting involved in any of these uh, virtual races or? <laughs> no haven't actually some interesting times on them um, <laughs> yes. but I certainly Hawkins running, we had we actually had five teams do the Edinburgh Hades one, Did so you? Nice. they all get stuck in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've, it's, it's, sorry. I've not, yeah, I've never done the virtual one because I, I had a week off and lost a bit of fitness and <laughs> wasn't in the quickest shape. Either. And and for you, Carl, how do you, I mean, obviously, so that was great, pre-select for, for the Olympics. Now that the Olympics is next, what is it, July, that'll be an 18 month, is it 18 months between your marathon? Will you throw? Do you think you'll throw another one in now, or will you like um, later in the year? Well, I'm I'm planning to hopefully do an autumn one, but I don't even know if my pre-selection is still valid. I mean, they're still deciding on that. I don't even know what I need to do to keep it, or if I have to go back into either try and get an, another pre-selection or end up doing the trial, whenever that is. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a strange time. So what if you were to do an autumn one? Do you have any idea what you would run? Do you, you would line up at London if it goes ahead or would you look at doing something different? Um, I've got a couple in mind. Um, I'm not sure. It's either to go yeah, for a London, um, they're always good to us, or go for an even quicker one and really try and get a really fast time. So nice. I'd like a, a, maybe a slightly flatter one. So um, it's, it's going to be tough, especially when there's going to be a lot of athletes wanting to do marathons. So it's going to be... Mm quite hard to get in to a lot of the big ones. You, you say that, I mean, one of the biggest highlights for me 
watching any any event on in athletics is the world championships your fourth place there yeah. it was phenomenal i woke up at like I'm not going to lie, I fell asleep for the first hour and I woke up and this column like coming, storming through. I was like, bloody hell. And the only time I've ever felt that like buzz and that inspiration was uh, when Paula Radcliffe did her, her, her world record. That's how it felt. It was just amazing to watch. Like it was, it, you know, you're just another level. So how they would put you in the Olympics, I have no idea. Like, I completely agree. It's, it's, it's ridiculous not to, but... We're not the selectors, mind you, but uh, I, I really hope they, 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 they look at what you did last year and the potential that you've got um, for, for next year in the Olympics. It's going to be exciting. And, and even yourself, Derek, you know, getting that 212, getting a few seconds off your PV and looking at how your, your, your training's getting quick, you know, you're getting quicker, you're peaking at the right time. That'll happen again, no doubt, you know, so... Fingers crossed. It'd be great to see you guys, uh, you know, doubling up at the Olympics again. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it'd be pretty special to have uh, two brothers in two consecutive Olympics in the yeah. same event. So, uh, and uh, hopefully Derek gets there in one piece this time and can actually yeah. have a good attempt at it. That, I mean, that was a hell of a story in itself. I mean, how you managed to get keep, get yourself to the start line in, in Rio. Do you feel like you've got some demons there and unfinished business with the Olympics? Yeah, definitely. It was a... Uh, it was one of these. I was quite obviously the injury happened. Um, what was it eleven week, eleven weeks out? And thankfully the BOA still kept my nomination for selection. So getting into it, it was just accepting it wasn't quite going to the way going to go the way you wanted. I mean, normally started running eleven days before it. So in terms of that, it was it's a difficult one. Like. Obviously, it's not exactly what you dreamed of going to Olympics mm. and the performance that happened, but when I actually got there, and I was actually quite proud of the performance I put in, uh, just given everything that happened. But yeah, I've definitely got demons to, to, to rewrite there. Um, like it was because it was that, it was like a looped course, and because it was that, because it was that far back, like. All the crowds were then clearing and going, watching the, the race on the other side of the road and all that. So it made for quite a lonely experience. It was quite a strange one. Yeah, but and it's. I think the. I mean, that's why. And as, you know, we've had. A, I said it myself. We had a bunch of emails from listeners who were saying, you know, that we're we're reflecting a couple of episodes ago about London being uh, postponed, and it was so many people coming in saying they were how how got they felt you were a great example of someone who was coming into some serious shape at the minute based on what you've been doing in the last six months um it's uh, i guess if it's an october trials race how do you i mean how do you say how do you kind of go from being in shape to trying to extend that for five months do you do you say right i want to be in even better shape or do you kind of accept a bit of a lull and then build up again um that's I'd probably probably i'm going to take a bit of a, a slight break in the next couple of weeks and then Build back up again for London. Um, that's the th- that's the thing. It's kind of all depends a little bit on if there's going to be a trial, when there'll be a trial. Because obviously, my thoughts were like, if London's not going to be the trial, look at seeing if the October London's still an option. If not, a little bit what Calm's thinking. Do I go and do another one and a theoretically faster course? Try and get 
a faster time sort of thing actually mm-hmm. then go into if it was the April London it was going to be the trial go into that with a standard but now World Athletics and I don't know who else involved obviously decided that the qualification yeah. window is going to be first of December onwards so so what do you make of that as a as, as an athlete it's, it's incredibly frustrating obviously because yeah. it gives you less time to get time I mean I mean, from a selfie mm. point of view, you want as many opportunities as possible. Yeah. Um, you can kind of understand it, but yeah, I just don't think it's... It's strange how they get rid of a, basically a full season. Mm. I can yeah. agree. I think from an anti-doping point of view, I think that's partly why... Yeah, something responded not mentioned. Yeah. yeah, although you don't want... Although you don't really want it to happen, I think there's there may be a few... Dodgy things going on at the moment. Well, can I test is reduced and whatnot? So possibly September, October, you might have had a few kind of raised eyebrow results. Mm-hmm. Aye, they can't do the testing yeah. to keep make sure that September time can be as clean as possible, or as clean as they can make it. So, so how does it how does it work then? Are you as it as athlete like top athletes? Are you technically out of competition during this time? And say, I mean, you know, address the elephant in the room and, and say a place like Kenya, for example. Te- I mean, there must be no testing right now during lockdown. Um, well, they are, you have said, they're, they're re- highly, uh, really reducing the testing, which I think some people um, criticise them even saying that because then obviously it gives people incentive to maybe cheat because then, well, they know the testing's down. Um, um, from, my pers- from my personal experience, I'm on the... I'm on a testing pool, so um, we come every okay. so often. Usually, hypes up before a big, the year of a, a, a major champs, and then um, yeah, they can just come anytime. Really, we have a time slot, which we have an hour slot every day, and if if they come to your door during that hour slot and you're not there, it counts as a basically a, a failure. Oh, wow. Um, but if they come any other time, um. Which they can do it. It doesn't count because you know it's not it's out within yeah. it's without the slot. But uh, yeah, unless you've got a dodgy doorbell. <laughs> unless you've got a dodgy doorbell. Yeah. Well, you get three, three chances at in your if they come during your hour slot and three in your it's a yeah. Time to get it fixed. Hmm. So I mean, we've if we go like one one thing a lot of people are interested to hear about is. Um, is you guys and how you got into running. I mean, I've, I remember I saw you guys at the, the club conference last year in Glasgow. It was really interesting to hear from both you and your dad. And Derek, of course, you were in Aberdeen a couple of years ago and spoke to our club, which was great. But for, I mean, listeners who don't maybe know that, how did, I mean, tell us a little bit about your backgrounds. I know you've both got, had slightly different trajectories in within uh, athletics through your, uh, through your career so far. Yeah, well, probably, yeah. first since you started. Um, before basically... I was I was about like every nine, ten year old kind of thing. I wanted to play football. <laughs> but parents were a bit too kind to tell us, look, you're not actually that good. But um we were quite fortunate. We had a primary school like our headmaster at a primary school was quite sporty and really encouraged sports. I mean he'd God, he put tug of war teams into competitions. <laughs> everything but um he put teams in for what was the Rempshire Primary Schools, and I thought, I'll give it a go. Some primary six, uh, came 11th, which 
And I was like, all right, that went, that went all right, did okay. So it just so happened that Kabarkin Athletics Club were having to come and try night. It was my dad's old club, so I was like, right, go along. Went along. Quite enjoyed it, but honestly, this is a true story. I said to my mum after it, I was like, look, I, it's all right, but I've got to play football, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, look, I've ordered you kit, so you need to, you need to keep it going. And on it, I mean, 20 years, 20 years now, and that kit's still not arrived. So it was a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a fib in her part, but, but anyway, went a, kept going at Kabarkin, and we were quite lucky. I was quite lucky at the time. We had a lot of all like, under 11, under 13s at the time, and very good training group, and it just kind of went from there. Like my first national cross country was 2001. Under 30, I was 27th, I was seven Kabartan man home, sort of thing. So we just had a, it was a great group. And wow, the more I did it, the more I enjoyed it. And the more, the longer I stayed at it, the better I started doing. And then I was like, you know what, this is actually quite good. And yeah, but it's so just, yeah, that was it really. How about you, Callum? Um, similar again, it's through our primary school. When the two of us, before we started running, didn't even know my dad ran and he ran at a, a decent level um, I think he won under 15 Scottish, <laughs> Scottish Cross funny story Matt Derek my dad and myself names all on the under 15 trophy for cross country that's cool yeah that's really and, um, cool dad British police champ we didn't know any of this so it was actually through our school that we got in they used to have like, a lunchtime run a cross country run and um, um, I got into that one Scottish primary schools cross country like a to can't even remember what level it goes to. It's like two races they do based on your school name, um, and then yeah, I just kept plugging away in that, and it was really me trying to be better than my two brothers. <laughs> um, it kept me going, and eventually I just became my life, and I ended up just really loving it. I just loved just going out every day just for a run. One and one thing I was I was thinking interesting for you know guys like yourself, like we all love to race, but you guys are on such like. You know, you're always building towards ma- you know massive targets, be it you know uh, Olympic qualifier or, or actually the Olympics itself, or the World Championships. Do you ever get a feeling of like I just want to go out and knock out uh, the I don't know the equivalent of the East League cross country or something, and actually race a lot, or do you or do you really get into that long periods of, of training that you're obviously both doing now as senior athletes? Yeah, I mean, you do get the urge um, after the last Olympics. I get really urged to to race, and I did a lot of the the sort of the wheelies I did, um, I did, no, I, asked them, I did the Cummings, didn't I? I think, mm-hmm. our local club, really, road really. I did the West District Cross Country and then the Scottish National Cross Wheelies as well, so I did, and then, I remember that actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. after Olympics and then went on to the, the European Cross after that, so, but sometimes you need to fight the, the urge, it's kind of for the, the greater good sort of thing, you can't go out and race all the time or at least I can't go out and race all the time it starts detracting from training and because mm. um, if I if I go out and race I can't I don't like to just half arse it I want to go 100% and I'll, I'll give it all Do you miss racing in Scotland much? Yeah yeah I definitely love especially cross country I've missed a few se- full I missed a few few full seasons cross country and that's where I started and this first taste of success I ever had was through cross country and I do miss that quite a lot. It's always cool when we see you out there. I remember the relays you talked about. There's a few of the juniors at our club 
uh, got a picture with you. And it's nice to see that, you know, that when, you know, guys like yourselves are there and it's, it's, it does create, it sounds cheesy, but it does create that inspiration for the, that next generation. Yeah, and I remember being a youngster and going down to like Liverpool and you had all the, the big British names and everyone and looking up to them. But to be honest, I don't feel like that. I still feel like a, a normal runner, a normal like club runner. It's the way I see myself. I, I don't think of myself as a pure elite runner anyway. Well, well you certainly are in our books, that, that's for sure. Um, now, one, one of the things, you know, to, in, in order to sort of control your training and to get where you are, there's, there's a big... I'm sure. What's the support network around you like? You know, like dad. You mentioned about your dad. He's had a massive part to play in training. I would imagine. You, you guys are both coached by by Robert. I take it. Your dad. Yeah. 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 Well, Can I've I... been coached my whole running career because um, it was actually me that my dad got into coaching. Because when I started, there was no coach for my sort of age. It was a small group of runners. Um, uh, there was a coach for Derek's group who was a couple of years old older than me and my dad's like oh I'll take it on and, and then he's just got his coaching badges through that and kept me going and yeah uh, it's it's worked so I've never thought of changing it yeah yeah it's um, obviously I was I've not always been coached by my dad obviously Calm said was coached by uh, John Rogers for a good number of years and then after that kind of went over towards my dad and this um to be then these met my dad were quite similar people and at that point it was maybe not the right time for that so <laughs> I actually went down to Greenock for four years trained with Laurie Spence's group trained with Craig Ruddy for about four years up till about 2012 and then kind of moved back over to my dad once I started doing marathons so yeah, but in terms of support, our whole family have been pretty good with that, to be honest. Like, when we were at school, for example, my dad, my dad was a cop for 30 years and he worked, worked shifts. My mum quite often worked at nights as well, so we stayed in what can be described as a bit of a rural, rural area back then. So getting to training was a little bit tricky, So, but we always had a family member actually able to take us, make sure we got there. If, we weren't able to get to races. There was always somebody able to do it. So it has been a kind of real kind of family team effort over the years. It's funny you yeah. say that. Uh, Craig Ruddy's listening as well. And he, uh, he had a question for you guys. Uh, I I'll, I'll read it out. Uh, it's kind of been answered. Question for the lads. Big Robert plays a massive role in your training and race strategies. But in the background, Sandra's tirelessly in her support are tireless in their support. What does your mum bring to the table for those who don't know the formidable Sandra Hopkins? She's the one who keeps us grounded. She's, she's probably the one that keeps us grounded and gives a kick up the arse if we're getting too, too uppity and too up our own arse as well. <laughs> yeah, indeed. She'll, she'll quite easily just tell us to pipe down. Those that don't know, five yeah. foot two and quite fiery, so yeah, just <laughs> don't the wrong side of her. But um, ah, she's... Uh, she's the one that kind of keeps everything. Yeah, she keeps the whole, the whole house running as well. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Craig Ruddy also asks, uh, can you give him some advice on going the right way at the end of a marathon as well? <laughs> can we follow the blue line? Or, well, I can see follow the blue line, but that's what he did. That's the stuff of nightmares, that is. 
you know, some when we were when we trained together, we called him like the human compass because he, he knew where everywhere was and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh, yeah, oh. he's got up to twenty in him, definitely. I think yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The um and then on, I mean, one another question we've got is and uh, Martin Dickey, one of the the Brewdog uh, founders, on and Martin is is saying is asking, can you reach two hundred five? Me no. <laughs> Two five. Um, it, it's it's quite a big jump, but um, around two o eight in the normal shoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I like to think I could go fairly close. So and and I mean unless jesting, uh, Martin also asked. So does it? I mean, applicable to both of you? Does it hurt running that sort of pace, sub two fifteen? I mean, what are your tips for building and running to that level for someone who? Who's uh? He's maybe aspiring to to the top. Um, I, it, it doesn't matter what pace you do. A marathon hurts. I mean, you look at everyone. Always the marathon's like the great equalizer. Look at everyone after the race. Even like say Pichogi and Bukili, they're all an absolute mess after it. No, everyone so. can't walk upstairs after it, no matter how fast <laughs> you go. So um, yeah, it just hurts. Yeah, it hurts for a long time. And actually, so the matter of hurting, I think this yesterday was the second anniversary or two years since uh, that fateful day for you, Callum, on the Gold Coast. How, yeah. I mean, what have you taken? I mean, it's a, it's a, a huge relief to all, everyone, who's, you know, all, all of us who are fans of you to see you're now, you've come back and gone to a different level. What have you taken from that? Um, be, um, at least in the heat, I've managed to keep myself back for heat, as Doha showed. Um, to be honest, my prep going into it, was actually fine. I think it was just a bit of stroke of bad luck and a bit of pilot error. Yeah, pilot error at the same time was kind of 50 50. I got um, a bug bite like a week out or something like that and got bad rash in my hands and feet. Ended up on anti inflammatory, which apparently is not the best if you're going to be running in the heat. Oh, I didn't Because obviously that. It affect, apparently it affects your sort of regulation. And then again, I just went too hard for too long as well. I was running at 2 9 pace for 15k. And well, it said 28 degrees, but there were people saying they were struggling standing in it. So in that sun, so it, I reckon it was probably feels like close to 40 with that sun. So um, yeah, I fairly hammered it. Yeah, and is and I mean, you must be you must be pleased now to be able to look back and think, you know, yeah, I've come back and I'm at a different level. At any stage during the recovery, did you worry that you wouldn't you wouldn't come back? Um. I never worried I wouldn't come back. It was more when, because it is. If anyone suffered from a heat exhaustion, that's the the recovery after. It's the strangest thing. Um, it was like three weeks after I sort of started running back, and I was going at the same what I thought was my normal effort, um, at similar pace to what I would normally run, easy running, when I was um, before the the cold coast, but my heart rate was twenty thirty beats. A minute faster. It was oh, just, wow. yeah, usually like easy runs like 140. I was in the 170s. It was a bit strange and it's kind of like, I don't know what's going on. So it was just about getting the body so almost rewired and re mm -hmm. reset. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've got a few other questions as well. Um, just in terms of you guys training, now I know you put some of your sessions on, on Strava and things like that. Um, what's like a, a sort of typical training week you know, pre 
lockdown in in in, in June in, in June this lockdown. What's in terms of a build up to a marathon? What what would you guys be doing? Uh, generally speaking, you know, as a typical week. Oh, well, it depends on depends on the phase of training. Well, I imagine they're probably wanting to know is we'll be doing marathon training. So typically, over the final twelve weeks, we would maybe run a top mileage week three three or four times, depending. We kind of we've alternated it depending on the marathon, but top mileage is roughly about one hundred. 20 miles a week. I was, so, been up to, I was about 130 before Doha. But, uh, so, do that about three or four times. Um, long run. We actually, we'll do one, one 25 mile run and do like quite a few 24 three, miles. Three or four. Two, three or four 24 miles. Some of them will just be like kind of easy run effort. So roughly, what's it, 80 to 85% marathon pace, roughly. So how long would you, um, you guys are sort of, you know, plus or minus two ten marathon runners, how long are you out for a 24-mile run then if it's easy? Depends on how I'm feeling. Um, if I'm feeling sprightly, I'm 214. Not as quick. Usually it's under six-minute miles, so anywhere between like 220 to 224. Okay. Roughly an easy run from a so Calm tends to do his running a bit. Quicker than me. Yeah, I don't really look at total time. I just look at average pace. Uh, so then some of those long runs will have kind of marathon specific sessions in it. I know Tom, you've done a couple of the Daniels ones, so it'll be yeah. like, a bit like eight mile marathon, one mile tempo, four mile marathon. You know, the, yeah, one mile, those types of ones they are horrible. Um, yes, yeah, so that, yeah. We're quite lucky that we don't work full time, but. I, Self-employed. Well, Calum does his running. I'm self-employed, but uh, we do a marathon-specific session during the week as well. So that's quite Canova-based. So it'll be like okay. four by five k with one k flow or in and out k's. Kind of roughly, it's 103 percent marathon pace, 97 percent just in out and out. So that's typically what it looks like. If we've got a hard long run on the Sunday. We tend to run easy up until the Thursday. If okay. it's an easy long run, Tuesday would be like a progression run or intervals or something like that, yeah. Mm. Usually, progression runs usually about seven miles and increase it every mile. Okay. And so when you're doing, you know, that sort of 130-mile weeks, how, do, how does that look in terms of runs? You must be, how many days a week are you doubling? Uh, um, we usually try and do everything in singles, but once you go over a hundred, it gets crazy. Once you get over a ninety to hundred, it's wow. You need at least two or three doubles, maybe. So looking about ten, eleven runs, maybe. Yeah. So maybe because of okay. the kind of Thursday run, the Thursday runs quite often about eighteen to twenty-one miles as well. So that helps a little bit with the miles, but uh, typically, yeah, but we'll just run 10 through, to 11. run through roughly. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, if you go starting Monday, because it's after a long run or a session, it'll be two runs, like maybe two eights or an eight and a six. Tuesday, it'll be either a progressive run and then a six or just an eight and six again. And then um, Wednesday will be 16 miles. Thursday, big marathon session. Friday, which is usually my easy day, 
is about 10 miles. And then Saturdays, uh, 14 miles, heli run, which is usually about 1,200 feet up and down. We get as much downhill as uphill to sort of work on that, the strengthening of the legs okay. sort of from the impact, which is, I think, pretty critical in the marathon. And then if we need it, we'll do a, a PM run on Saturday and then it'll be like 24 miles on Sunday or a marathon session. That's a hell of a week. <laughs> that is a hell of a week. And I mean, it's in terms of the, uh, like, one we had a question from a listener, which was, I thought was quite interesting, saying, you know, you guys are, you know, two of the best ever marathoners in Scotland. Yet, I mean, Calm, you hold the Scottish 10K record, and I think. So, how do you? I mean, do you do? Do you have phases where you go? You're dropping down into 10K work as well. I mean, no doubt we saw you smash some pretty quick 10Ks last year. I mean, do you? Are you having phases where you're looking at speed work, looking at 10K pace, or does that just come off the back of the big work you're doing for marathons? Um, a bit of the big work, but usually just before we talk, start. The marathon, if you take the shortest time I think I could do marathons, about 16 weeks. So the last eight to 12 weeks roughly is marathon work. And then the weeks before that is all 10K half marathon with some 5K stuff. Okay. So we go speed first and then marathon stuff second. The way, the way they are, sort of, if you take a whole marathon build up. Mm-hmm. One of our That's questions from uh, Carol Massey, um, one of the fans of the show, she's asking... Do you, during some of their phases, or all of them, or some of them, do you incorporate strength training and uh, over and above the, the rolling hills and things like that? And what kind of what does that look like for both of you? Yeah, well, we're quite go. We yeah. first we've had two different approaches on it. To be honest, <laughs> uh, I've done more than my fair share just because of the number of injuries I had over the last yeah. four years. But um, we're quite lucky. We're both in camps, obviously in British athletic support, but. Both, uh, I'm lucky, I'm in the Scottish Institute of Sports still, and we can, uh, depending on the time of the year, we'll have maybe two strength and conditioning sessions a week, or one as we kind of get towards the the marathon-specific stuff, but it's all, to be honest, like a, a previous coach there, it's an uh, from a, uh, leading up to Rio, kind of subscribe to his thoughts of kind of do the simple things well. Yeah. Like you see a lot of people do very complicated exercises, but it's all it's all quite basic stuff. Like basically single leg control or hip and glute strength. So a lot of like split squats, step ups, kind of core work. Uh, a lot of calf raises, um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's kind of nothing fancy. It's typical. A little bit of plyo work as well because we're trying to improve kind of ground contact time. Okay. And also trying to spring forward as well. But once we get to the marathon stuff, it's kind of the same exercises but reduced number of reps, just trying to maintain the strength mm. that we've built up. I mean, we got a question actually from a, 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 one of the physios up here, a James Cruikshank. He was asking, do you do any foot strength work? Not kind of, we'll do for a warm up. We kind of do that kind of stuff, yeah. Kind of walking on the toes up like barefoot and stuff in the sand pit, things like that. Not, but it's mainly just to get things activated, yeah. A bit more lower leg, yeah. I've had a lot of Achilles issues as well, so it's kind of once I started getting in a more, it was it was kind of almost wind walk type stuff, you know, it's just kind of lowering your heel, but don't quite go. 
fully down and mm. I, a lot of the stuff Cam's talking about just working in the sandpit and mm. just again it's it's nothing extended it's just kind of a little bit often sort of thing yeah I guess it's important to keep it in because I mean I mean Derek you've had some pretty rough injuries and I guess for both of you when you're working towards such big goals the la- I mean it must be that you must the the power the paranoia must creep in heavily during your last uh, couple of weeks in training does it yeah, yeah, well, I've had to. I was in and out of it. SNC, I didn't quite buy into it because it kept. I don't know, I just got steel. I just got steel when I, wherever I went to it. I don't know if I was doing too much or whatever. Late to the party. It was kind of like old, old coaches was like SNC and training was a bit. They were thought as separate, so you'd still be doing stuff in it. But you'd still be stuck doing twice a week in the gym, even when you're doing big marathon stuff, and it just wasn't working for me. Um, Current coach, different approach, it's yeah. working quite well. But Current coach is very good, it's kind of running first. I've always had that thing of running first for me. But but in terms of the matter, yeah, yeah. just you'd be surprised the amount of times you get a cold for the 10 days before. <laughs> I just think it's your body kind of going, like having revenge for just putting it through absolute hell. Yeah, yeah. that happened to me just before London. Um, flying oh, back yeah. from Yorker, three weeks out, um, I got a cold on plane and it, it stayed with me till like the Wednesday before London. Oh. Kind of like, oh, that's my, I'm starting to taper. And it's oh, no. That training block is finished. I got a cold in my back. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's just, just what it is. I bet, you the fir- I bet you that morning when you woke up and you know that very first like sore throat, I bet you were just <laughs> furious when you felt that. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Rubbish. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned flying back there. One thing I was I was wondering is you. I mean, obviously, I've heard you come talk about training out with in the states with um, with Steve Jones. In terms of like training uh, altitude, training uh, warm weather, how do you guys factor that into your year and your and your marathon build ups? Um, we usually do it um, early in the, the usually at the very start of the sort of marathon phase. Usually try and get base work done. That set a big base with running, but sometimes it goes into the sort of tanky half marathon block. Um, for Doha, I think I did four weeks in Flagstaff of that half marathon tanky stuff. Um, I've yet to attempt a marathon, the marathon sort of session block at, at altitude. But we usually use it to set a big base, so then you can go in and crush those big sessions. How do you find running altitude? Something I've never done. Um, at 5,000 feet, which is bold, or five and a half, it's not, I don't find it too bad until you hit a hill. If you try and sprint up a hill, you're done. <laughs> you're going to feel over. I've, um, I've come back, I can't think how many times I've been there, um, five or six times, but I've come back and had, it's just been different every time. Like I've been to Kenya and I've come back and that kind of typical thing they say, it's like two days, you go out and do a hard effort and you should see your result up. 10 days sort of thing I've had that and then for times where it's taken me like two or three weeks to actually get moving again like I went to Boulder one 2015 and I came back and then I went to Great North 10k and I ran 32 oh. 9 or something like that I ran actually ran quicker at Boulder Boulder which is altitude which is altitude and hilly generally I always see a benefit eventually it's just I've come back I don't like like we went to Beach the Beacon two days after Flagstaff last yeah. year, and yeah, it took me. Yeah, I could have that race could have been ten miles, and I still wouldn't have got going. Sort of thing, um, <laughs> very strange experience. But 
yeah, uh, we do enjoy it. It does seem to work. It's fascinating because when we had Del Rey on, he was talking about um, it was really I was really gutted for Del that he that he was ill for his marathon at the start of the year because he was talking about yeah. coming straight off altitude straight into his marathon. I was really keen to see how that would go. Have you ever thought about doing that for a marathon? For a <laughs> marathon? It's all about it. I know. I think Paul, looked at some Paul, Paul Ackley used to be at altitude a lot. I think she said three weeks. She'd come down and switch. She'd come about three weeks before. I mean, I think it's one of the things that varies too much. And usually, for altitude, you have to travel quite far. You know, yeah, maybe more the travel limits. You know, if you're going out to America, you're talking it's almost like twenty odd hours of travel in itself. If you take everything into account, so it it can be some on the tough side. Some do it, and it seems to work, but. We've never quite had the balls to give it a go uh-huh. And I, w- I was thinking getting on a flight as well. That's just a recipe to get a cold as, right now, or any time, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's um, kind of bringing it over to, what's the Hawkins diet like? <laughs> Selfish. <laughs> um, um, I don't, <laughs> yeah. Me personally, I don't focus on it too much. I think if I was to properly nerd out and be strict, I'd go mental and I'd end up running crap. Well, to be, I tried it after Doha. I got a nutritionist, but I think I tried to cut too much stuff out too quickly. Turned out like I was eating far too much portion. My portions were too big. I tried to cut out the Coca Cola completely. I, I I just couldn't run the length of myself for ages. <laughs> I was just running crap. And as soon as I like, two days later I had a can of coke or had a can of coke after second, two days later I was fine again. So I was like, okay. <laughs> it's probably all circumstantial, but. Yeah. yeah, I see you've got a, have you got an iron brew there, have you, Carl? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, good lad. That, yeah. That, is that the full fat iron brew, is it? Oh, well, it's the new full fat. Okay. okay, right, yeah. I thought you were going to say you've got a diet on for a minute. We were going to have to ask you to leave if that was the case. I can't do, I can't do diet, diet sodas. No. Generally, we eat, we eat well. It's just kind of everything in moderation. And, um, yeah. Obviously... Depend at certain points, a little bit more carb based, a little bit more protein based, a little bit depending on what you're doing, sort of thing. But we don't we don't sit and weigh out our food and yeah, yeah you know, that's, I just I just I would try my brain, but you know, there's some that do it and it works for them. But if I want a piece of cake, I get a piece of cake. So quite relaxed. This is music. This is music to our ears right now. This is what everyone is tuning in wants to hear. And Hawkins says it's all right. You can you can eat cake and go sub to ten. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's one. It's it's, like, it's 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 a balance sort of thing of yeah, it might make you physically help and might, but if it's making you go crazy and making you miserable, then what's the point? I say a happy runner is a fast runner yeah. as long as as long as they're fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and similar to this sort of fueling diet, sort of not diet. It's not. I don't really like that word diet. But mm. um, when when you're doing your sort of longer sessions. The races. What what what's the sort of nutrition strategy? Say, for example, a marathon. Do you have anything that you you'll you'll have or use or? Um, for marathon session, I usually have a porridge before it. It's the easiest thing to do. Um, if you're talking about actual marathon race, usually like couple three four days before, we just eat a little bit more than normal our normal portions. Okay. Again, focusing on race pastas I mean I've mainly be rice before mind um, and again yeah race days try and get porridge in I usually take pots or like instant porridge just in case there's nothing at a hotel because 
that's, that's one thing we've noticed too, are, are, are racing a lot. If you're racing abroad, you can't always um, make sure you're going to get a great breakfast. So I try not to hang on to, I need this kind of food, I need that, because yeah. it's kind of out of your control. Mm. And if you set things like that, it can stress you out. It's easier mm. to, to go with the flow a little bit. Certainly. Yeah. You need to take a, a leaf out of Tom's. Tom's book or page, or I always get the saying wrong. <laughs> a portable kettle, and he brings it yeah. everywhere around the world. Yeah, I was gonna say, it was, it's, it's actually it's my wife Fiona. She's uh, she porridge pots. We take it to every race, yeah, and uh, she brings the part. The, the she brings the travel kettle because you say you know you know what you're getting. I did the Boston Marathon a few years ago, and I went down to the the lobby and said the night before and said, "What time does breakfast start?" And they were like, "Um." It starts at like seven. I'm like, well, I've got to get on the bus at six. So, what are we gonna do there? Go, oh, there's a restaurant across the road. Does uh, does um, kebabs if you want at five a.m. I'm like, that's not really what I'm shooting for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's always good to try and travel with a, a pot of a pot of porridge. But, yeah. uh, in terms of the day itself as well, I'm I've kind of mixed about with a few supplements. That's sort of like science and sport products mainly, but I do the. Okay. Science and sport go. I have oh, that yeah. in the morning, just obviously a little yeah. form of carbs sort of thing. It's, it's just so you've got a bit of carb intake as well. Just even though you're not actually doing much in the morning, you're still moving about, you're using a little bit of energy. So I find that helps with that sort of thing. It just helps. And then race itself, take gels. Quite fortunate we get our own drinks provided as well. Mm. But Tend to take two or three gels as well. So, some well, guys that you run in the elite field, do you carry on gels or do you have them? I remember in, in the Gold Coast, Cam, obviously you're strapped to your, your bottles um, with your hats as well. Do you, how do you guys operate in a, in a major race? You're carrying gels, but you're taking a drink on the, on the course? Uh, we, if you get an elite entry, you usually have a bottle every 5k, roughly. And uh, yeah, we just strap a, a gel to every bottle in case you miss a bottle. Okay. Because a lot of people just go, I'm having a gel at that point. I'm strapping a gel only to that bottle because that's the mm. only gel we're going to have. But we just put them all on. Granted, we get them for free, so it makes it a bit easier <laughs> for us to strap all these gels on. Um, but yeah, we just have them in every bottle just to make sure in case we miss a bottle. Because for some reason, a lot of people don't know how to pick up bottles in races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you say, you mentioned SIS there, Derek. Do you both take SIS and do you take and do you take SIS gels or do you take other gels to pair you? Um, I've mixed them out with it. Frankfurt, I used High Five, but I've gone back to SIS. I've used them in every other marathon apart from Frankfurt last year. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't like them, but I, I can. I find I tolerate them the best. So, yeah, yeah I've, uh, for Doha I was yeah science and sport for the beat of fuel for the drink and then. Gel mm, nice. in the bottles. Yeah. We've got a few other questions from the listeners, so I'm just gonna, yeah, just crack on with some of them. We've got Andy Reid. Um, what's your one bucket list race that you you guys would love to do? Probably Boston. Boston that I've not done yet. Nice. Boston and New York. New York. Apparently New York's supposed to be pretty ridiculous crowd-wise. I did look at um, com- I did look at comrades a couple of years ago. <laughs> did you? Steve Way came third and said, like, hmm, you know, and you, I said, hmm, could yeah. I, you know? But I, I watched it on YouTube and I first followed it two hours and the guy said, oh, they've got about three hours left. And I was like, 
Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Funny you should say that. Someone's asked a question. I, I mean, you guys, are, we're hoping to see you race at the top level for years to come yet. But beyond that, are we going to see you step up to ultra? Rob, Rob Turner asked the question. Rob Turner, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, to be fair, like, even before the marathon, I'd never thought about doing the marathon. <laughs> yeah. Before, before um, Rio came about. And, uh, every time I got asked, even when I was younger, are you going to do the marathon? Like, yeah, ultra, is it? So, another failure. At the moment, I'm, I'm thinking no to ultra, but you can never. 100k. 100k. West Island uh, way. <laughs> oh, Ian Beaton's uh, actually tuned in now. So, I mean, uh, you've, you've thrown that seed into his mind, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just, oh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I did think about hill running as well, see, try and dip my toes into that, but it's one of those nice. ones plans that doesn't quite happen yet sort of things Callum you used to do a few hill races didn't you uh, no I've never apart from cross back. country no yeah no maybe some of these cross country are kind of like hill races eh? so, yeah yeah some yeah. of them are yeah, yeah definitely uh, much yeah. like a much like a marathon my only advice on an ultra as someone who's not done ultra is don't watch someone do an ultra because I, I went out to watch Kyle do the UTMB last year and Nothing has been more made me more less likely to or less likely to do an ultra. Eight <laughs> of people after thirty hours of running is just horrendous. Yeah, I can imagine after doing a marathon, what your legs are going to be. <laughs> just this is the Barry Forty, it's like forty miles around the track. It's like you do, is it ten miles one way, ten miles the other? Just, oh. <laughs> oh, if you enjoy that, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got, uh, we've got another question. I'm not gonna. We've actually got two questions that are. Uh, they've asked to be anonymous. Now I know you guys know them. And you might maybe guess who they are, but I'm gonna read the questions um, individually. So one of the questions is, uh, "What's the greatest running?" This is for Derek. For you. Right. What's the greatest running achievement? Representing Team GB in Rio, all right? Running a grizzly bear in Flagstaff. I know exactly who that is. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. Basically, when I was in Flagstaff and nobody else saw this, but basically, I saw this funny thing in the bushes just run away. And it was like, oh, Christ, that was a bear. Um, <laughs> but it was this, we ran along this trail and nobody ever seemed to run along it. And yeah, certainly two people who were on that camp wouldn't let that go. <laughs> Either bear, because I'm as blind as a bat. Um, I was running the same trail and I didn't see a bear, so <laughs> no other shoot there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I survived. So <laughs> well, that's uh, well. The, the other message was from someone else, and they asked the same question. Um, but <laughs> on top of that question, they they also asked, "How are you managing now? There are only two episodes of Neighbours each week. Is this a different <laughs> It's pretty heartbreaking. Like switched it on a couple of Tuesdays ago, and it was in CIS. What we're going to do at one forty-five Tuesday to Thursday? Thanks to Derek Ray for getting his back into watching that. So, if you're looking for some motivation, someone asked Derek, "Will you ever break twenty-five minutes on Greenex Hill Fartleg?" Oh God, yeah, no. <laughs> oh God, that was yeah. MD, 
um, they ever doing in Greenock give uh, give Craig Ruddy a shoot and do the hill fart like oh, and <laughs> that is one of the hardest workouts ever but I was it around so the second time I ever did it we ran like 25 and then for about three years we never broke 26 minutes again or something like that it just it really really bugged us so we've um, we're going to get a few other questions. So listeners, this is your last chance to to get some questions for Derek and Callum. Um, but before we go in, we've got some fartlet questions. Like you're probably like, what the hell are fartlet questions? But they're essentially just short answers. So what we want is we want both of you to to give us an answer. Um, you decide how you do it. So I'm going to say a question. Tom, you're going to say the next question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so the first one is uh, cross-country road or track? Road. Nice. Pre-race meals. Sorry? No, you saw you go finish. Give us your background to that. I was going to say, uh, I still think I'm a 1,500-meter runner, but I still to say road. Who would win out of the two of you were 1,500 right now out of interest? Cal. Yeah. Derek's got a quicker PB, but I usually have a bit more speed. I've got... Quicker than in eight hundred though, these took <laughs> over fifteen somehow. Yeah, can maybe a comfortable winner. Pre-race meal. Night before the carbonara. Oh, nice spag ball. Spag ball. Spag ball, nice. Is that not a bit heavy on the stomach? You get it. It's easy to get. Probably is. Some I have done spag ball with rice, so it's not really spag ball anymore. Yeah. It's rice ball. Yeah. Or it's a chili without chili. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your favourite movie? Talladega Nights. Oh, you know, I've, mm. Talladega Nights or Step Brothers, I would think. Yeah. Oh, class. We've not had those answers. Most folk go for like a really like high class, you know, like uh, like something that they want people to know they love. That is excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, favourite race? A lot of people have been asking us that. George Cummings really uh, heard a bit. Have you, have you guys done that before? No. Race do. You were, I heard to say you were looking for club races to do. That's one Cabarton do. Usually kicks nice. off winter reels. 2.6 okay, cool. miles. I would look into it. I think for me, London Marathon, just simply the crowds. 2019, there was parts where my head were hurting. It was that loud. It was wow. just ridiculous. That's a good answer. Yeah. The next one I've got is rest day or recovery run. Ten miles, easy. Recovery run. <laughs> uh, oh, if I take a day off, I just I just don't know what to do with myself, honestly. Nice. I, I'm interested. Do you guys ever take like complete rest days, or do you just like take it when you need it? Or how does that? Or are you like meals? Uh, yeah, take it when I need it. But usually it turns out for a full marathon training. But I use them. Um, Probably don't have a day off actually when you think about it. It's very, very rare. Yeah, yeah I just went through a phase there. I went from what was it, Scottish 4K at Kirkcaldy. I didn't run that day, and then I didn't. My next day off was the 2nd of March or something like that. <laughs> nice. It just it just happened. Yeah, nice. Yeah, re- recovery run. Morning shuffle or evening saunter? Morning shuffle. Uh, morning shuffle, yeah. His morning runs are at two in the afternoon. I'm yeah. not even joking. <laughs> 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 afternoon <Neighbors>, nice. <laughs> uh, Next one, I've got. Who's your running hero? 
Steve Jones. Oh. Class. Nice. Steve's a great one. Oh, I'd, I'd have to say Bikili. Mm. Yeah, I'd have to say, because yeah, growing up it was Bikili, but after spending time with Steve Jones, he's just a normal guy. But he's, yeah. He's, we've heard him on a few podcasts. He always comes across really well. On the Bike- So, on, just to digress a bit, on London this year, who would you have had your money on had it gone ahead? Bikeli or Kipchoge? Kipchoge. Yeah. Kipchoge. I think Bikeli would have huffed and puffed, but I think Kipchoge would have just of. I think he would have had more in reserves at the end, I think. Yeah, would have been good, though. But right. Well, hopefully, we see it again. Um, yeah. Next one miles or kilometres? Miles, miles. Nice. Not 40, it's not 42.1 then, five. <laughs> sounds a bit like the comrades. <laughs> uh, next one is, favorite, what's your favourite distance? Oh, more important, half marathon. Mm. Uh, I don't think you can do them more. 1,500 of a marathon, honestly. Although it wasn't particularly great, I, I did... Love running them. Yeah. So, yeah, something, it's just the pain that you get from it. I just mm. strangely liked it. So, on a similar note, what distance do you feel, is you feel you've got the most unfinished business at? Everything under half marathon for me. <laughs> Probably 5K from 5K. Okay. So, since I started doing marathons, I fell into this kind of like the Charlie Spedding. Trap, you know, when he started doing the kind of shorter distances, it didn't quite yeah. work out or whatever, whether it was just a mental thing or whatever, but I'm kind of in a similar position to that. But uh, yeah, half marathon and marathon, definitely. I would say, I think, I'd like to think I could go under 212, under 63 and a half. Or, well, nice. I, think, I think if I really nailed it, I think and I, I could... Do a sixty-two fifty-nine point nine nine, but nice. I can, uh, stars would have to align a bit. You know? Think of it though. If I don't get under sixty minutes, that'd probably be my biggest regret for half marathon. Okay, that'd be the most well, the annoying thing. Uh, yeah, the might. You've had a couple of races in, in the bang yeah. on bang on the hour. It must be. Uh, you know, when you get fifty-nine fifty-nine, um, that you, you, you I'm sure that'll be that'll feel quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reaction in I Japan this time was special. That. You looked furious in Japan when you missed it. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, I was just <laughs> walking. I kind of was like, I remember being in the race and being like, it was getting to this sort of nitty gritty bit. I think it was about 12k in or something. I'm like, it's starting to slow down a bit. It's a bit windy. It's either sit in and go for the win or just lead it out and just kind of sacrifice the win a little bit. I was like, I'd rather get that time I've won this race. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go for it. And then, but look, uh, unfortunately, nobody helped out and f- fell a second shatter. Oh. Two seconds. Brutal. <laughs> Post-race treat. Uh, usually after a marathon. Chippy. Chippy. I'll always like pizza. That's the problem with me. Yeah. Chippy or uh, Big Mac? Yeah. A chippy and an iron brew. Yeah, so you got to go iron brew and it's chippy. Nice. <laughs> Someone did that. Say, ask um, Do you guys? Would you guys have a haggis supper? No, I would usually saucy, saucy supper. <laughs> nice. Pan of fish. Oh, I can't eat fish either. The strangest question you'll ever get asked in TRS. 
right. Is it me that we've got a couple more? So, yeah. what's your favorite shoe, guys? Oh, um, at the moment, it's going to sound a bit elitist and a bit knobby, but uh, there's a prototype currently I'm running with the New Balance. They won't come out for a while though. Oh, nice. What size are your feet? <laughs> I'm, I'm luckily sample size. This <laughs> <laughs> is like a controversial, probably Vaporfly. Nice. Yeah. Very <laughs> controversial. <laughs> Nice. Nice answer. A lot of that's a very popular answer on here. Um, worst race experience? Oh, Lisbon half last year. Oh. Uh, Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty easy for me. Lisbon half. Jeez, uh, the less they can be said about that, the better. Um, what was my, about to run 71.52 or something like that last year? It was just, you know, you ever get that kind of nightmare where you're kind of running in slow motion, but you always have that fear that's going to happen to you. Yeah. That, that happened. Oh, no. It was, just, oh, it was just one of those, like, you weren't particularly tired. There was just nothing you could do about it. It was just, yeah, it was just, oh, disaster. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite place to run, guys? That's uh, uh, a tough one, actually. I'd honestly say Flagstaff, like we've only been there, I've only been there once, camping twice, but if you ever get an opportunity to go, yeah, training, uh, I would definitely go there, yeah. Training out from where I live, probably uh, Boulder or Flagstaff. Boulder's a really chill place to be, but Flagstaff's maybe a bit better on the running. If we're talking about races, um, usually anywhere in Scotland or uh, London, just because uh, London the crowds are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Every time I've been there, it's just it's been special. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. And the last one we've got is so you both got one more race you can run. You can only one run one more race in your career. What would it be? It can be one you've already done, or it can be one you've not done. Olympics in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me, yeah, yeah. It's just that's gonna. Even though it's been moved to uh, support, it's just it's gonna be ridiculous. You know the, the Japanese love. The marathon and then the Olympics is just going to add even more to it. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Yeah, but um, just see if that's not an option. I would probably, I'd love to give Boston a try. Nice. Definitely. Yeah. That's cool. Well, we've actually got one more question. Well, one more question from us, and then I've got to have a couple more questions uh, from the listeners. So this one we ask most of interviewees, um, and I'm not sure. You guys drink beer? Or do you? Stay completely off it, or? Um, I used yeah. I was kind of completely off it, um, but after Doha, I got into my whiskey. I'm probably being <laughs> a bit a bit too keen on it, to be honest. I've um, seen that on your Instagram, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the questions uh, every we ask all interviews, um, most of them anyway. What what would their beer mile time be if they were to do one? Um, so what's, what do you think you can run? Just what's the world record for reference point? Is that like something like yeah. 4.40? Sure, definitely yeah. not that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a attempted one, an unofficial one, um, but got 100 metres in the cops came. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to leg it the other way. Oh. And I was in a, a, a sprint suit as well. Well, I, I reckon I was on for... Somewhere in the six minutes, that'd be Ooh, nice. So, I'd like to think right. six, 
something yeah one thing I'm not designed for is drinking fortunately so yeah. it take me about half an hour just to drink the beer then <laughs> that's the thing um, but uh, an iron brew then uh, so far uh, uh, it was an iron brew nice. one and it could uh, do the iron brew one we're going to hold you to that Derek. we'll come yeah. and get uh, an iron <laughs> brew I'll organise for you both sugar <laughs> 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 Now, uh, I've always said this, but you guys are like the, the Scottish version of the Ingerbitson Inger brothers. But I think you guys, you know, they're the Norwegian version of the Hawkins brothers. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the questions, James Wilson, uh, Kenny Wilson's brother, we, we call him. As brothers who race the same distances, has the rivalry ever blown up? Or is it a case of being happy if one of you raced well? In terms of the racing, I don't think it's really come into it. Um, one time at training, Callum came down to Greenock was, I don't know if Craig really remembers this, it was a session of 600s and I got hoshed for nine of them, but I'm convinced I beat Callum in one of them and he still won't admit that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, it was a middle one. Though, that's so. 11, 10 and a half years on and he still won't accept it, despite yeah. the fact I've no beat him since um, like 2011 or something, he just won't let me have that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, but throughout the years, luckily, it's like either um, we've been different places. I've been hurt, Derek, or Derek's been fit. Derek's been hurt, I've been fit. Um, just in different spots, or the age groups have kept us apart. But there was one time we weren't really in direct race, but it was um, the Scottish schools incorporated the inter uh, the home countries. And uh, yeah, we went out hard and knocked. <laughs> living crap at each other for the first half of the race just attacking each other <laughs> and then yeah. forgot basically everyone else got a huge gap and we'd not so much we actually well, the gap yeah. at the end was a bit well, tighter than even the yeah. two of us thought we were so, lucky it was only 6k if it was yeah, 7 or 8 we were we were I'm going to get caught no that's brilliant yeah so what's um, I'm just thinking other ones we've got here um, it's uh We've got a good one from um, from Billy Gibson, who's a, a Dundee Hawk who's been on. And Billy wants to know um, how you've managed to coach Lee Strachan to run his easy miles starting with seven rather than a six. Oh, we, uh, Lee's doing really well, but... <laughs> Maybe uh, that's why he's doing well. Yeah, he's uh, he's all right. He's some interesting phone calls with him. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's, uh, he's done the virtual stuff recently and he's absolutely smashed his PBs. It's just nice. unfortunate that... London was cancelled or postponed rather. Yeah. Whether it goes ahead or not. But uh, yeah, it's not been coaching me that long, but there's definitely potential there. I mean, and that's, a, I guess, a, a, a wee plug for you boys. I mean, there's a, a, the Hawkins running. It's something that I know we know a lot of local folks, especially at Metro, there's been a, a large number of folk who've done really well training with you guys. And I remember when our ladies won the, the British team champs at London Marathon, um, Hazel Winus won the team and that ran a stormer under, under your guidance. So, how are you enjoying coaching? It's good, yeah. It's 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 a real it's been a real eye opener sort of thing. It's I would sort of say to any coach, the best way to learn is just to get stuck in. But luckily, I've coached clubs as well. But you can uh, get to, uh, when I first started, you can get to that. You can go in with this feeling like everybody's kind of all runners kind of operate the same way that you do, sort of thing. It's like Actually, everybody's an individual, and there's no set plan for everybody. And 
it's really interesting. Like you can learn how people tick, what sessions make people tick, and yeah, it's been it's been great. Yeah, I think the hardest part, at least you always get asked about like about pacing, what pacing run, and I think the two of us are lucky enough that we just run. We can run to feel. Mm-hmm. But trying to translate that to somebody, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. does it do that? That can be yeah. about the tough side. So that was a bit of a learning curve. So um, yeah, quite yeah, awesome. I always get asked, and like a lot of things are how, like, well, how fast do you run? You can like, I don't really look at how fast I'm running. I don't run to specific. Mm-hmm. I just go out and run, and whatever my body wants to do is yeah. what it does. Some people, so, you know, a bit loose with. Yeah, kind of the pacing and whatnot, but there's some people who like must have a set pace and kind of go to that. And so it's, yeah, it's been every person's completely different and it's keeps it interesting. But that's, that's good advice because I mean, you've got a lot of folk go out and they're like, oh, I need to run my easy mile, my easy mile's at 7.15 or 8.20, whatever it is. Yes. And that just to, to go out and as you say, Calm, just to run as you feel and not force it. You know, if it, if it, if it ends up being quicker, great. If you're, if you're a bit slower, fine, but don't force it necessarily on your easy runs. Yeah, I, I think with, with that is there's been a lot of people doing what um, elite runners did in the past, you know, like, like Cole, at least the whole thing was run your really stuff really, really easy. But um, I don't really do that. Most, I pretty much all my runs are sub six minute mile unless I'm really tired. So again, I'm just... Just, just running, and it, and it works for me, but it's something that might not work for somebody else. They probably they don't. Some people just can't do that. Can't go out and run yeah. that fast every day. Just the main thing about so, that. Just don't look at your watch and easy runs sort of thing. Or would you, if you're going to do that, go by heart rate maybe as well. Because I just think you start looking at your watch, you see like seven fifteen mile, and if you. If you're feeling all right, all of a sudden you start feeling a bit better, and all of a sudden it's a seven ten, seven flat. You know, all of a sudden you're down at six forty, and it's like, did you really need to be doing that? Like, what have you got tomorrow? What have you got the next day after that? Yeah, just it's interesting you say that. One of the things uh, I remember watching Callum at the the Great Scottish Run, and you know, you didn't use your watch, and everyone was like, man, he didn't wear a watch when he did that half marathon. Everyone was like, what's going on? You know. Um, and you ran an amazing time at that point anyway you broke the Scottish record and um, yeah it's, it's just it's really it's quite it's quite uh, reassuring and quite uh, quite fresh to hear going back to the basics and running how you mm-hmm. feel I think it's bang on and a lot of the guys a lot of the elite uh, athletes have had on have said exactly the same thing so um, yeah. I think a lot of listeners have to yeah. you know, really take that on board and you know, mm-hmm. leave their watches at home or at least um, yeah hide the pace that you're under. So harder workouts we, we do quite often kind of look at the watch and whatnot, yeah. but um, certainly the easier stuff it's kind of go by feel. Yeah, okay. That's, that's really yeah, it's good. I just run at what the national na- natural rhythm is that day. So. Yeah. Right, we've got a couple more questions um, and then we'll, because uh, we, I really appreciate you guys being on. Mm-hmm. No, it'll be past, uh, past Tom's bedtime soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> One of the questions is, um, yeah, I, I think Sean Butler, I think he came in a little bit later, but uh, he's asking kind of how you're approaching the, the sort of Tokyo 2021 versus the original um, plan for 2020. So obviously we don't really know what's going to happen in terms of the lockdown and when that will be uplifted. But, you know, you mentioned certain races um, that, that you might look to do, but are you going to be changing how you periodize your training as of 
2021 are you both kind of is that going to be the long-term goal now or will it be um you know looking at getting another fast marathon pending the trial yeah i think it's yeah i'm lucky enough i've, I've got a, a standard so i don't need to worry too much about um yeah. the qualification window yeah um being suspended so mine's just about probably showing form at least that's what mm. I, I assume but it's also a good time to sort of, at least just now we're trying some different stuff. I tried a, today a different session this morning, like um, just a on the treadmill, completely up uphill run. So it's like mm. three and a half percent incline um, for five miles. Just see how, just trying new stuff, see if, how it works, and then when it when it comes to whatever marathon I pick, we're possibly going to try a long build-up, a longer than we normally have, like a 24-marathon build-up, see here, a 24-week marathon build-up, and see how that works out. And then from there, we'll plan next year. Yeah, it's just everything's a bit up in the air, obviously. We kind of talked earlier about stand, like the qualification period opening the 1st mm-hmm. of December, so I've currently not got a standard. Uh, kind of put all my eggs in one basket because obviously London was a trial and so then first thoughts were do look at London in October or possibly another marathon but now you can, I could run a standard in September October but it won't count as an Olympics it won't count as an Olympic standard so then you look at right okay what is there I, ideally assuming this is, this is assuming London in April is going to be the trial so you think, do you want to go into the trial with a standard? Uh, yeah. yeah. Or do you take that risk? So then you look at marathons in December, which every man and his dog is going to be wanting to do now. So Come to Valencia, Derek. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where dreams apparently are made. Yeah, there's yeah. Valencia, but then there's Maragami, eh, Fuku- really? Fukuoka on the same day. And of course, yeah. There's another one, I think, on the same weekend as well, which... Valencia of, of the elite standards. Yeah, anyway. so... That's the things you do. I'd like to think I'd, uh, yeah, I think in the late entries, but 210. 210. Really? Yeah, there's a very good sub elite entry as well. I think I don't quite know what the the conditions are for that. But uh, so you're looking at, like, are you comfortable maybe doing an an October marathon, assuming they get the go ahead? They get the go ahead. But uh, are you comfortable maybe? running a PB or running a mm. solid time and then getting into the trial without standards. It's then you've still got to go, be decided. You've got to go run a standard. Yeah. So yeah, ideally, yeah. You still need to run the trial anyway, but just having the, having that having fast that timing time. under your yeah. in the bag. Well, yeah. well, fingers crossed. I know, I mean, I think we were all so excited to see you inevitably run, the, run a big time at London and and you know, I'm sure that was going to come later in the year. And for you, Cam, mm-hmm. we can only there'd be idiots not to continue that pre-selection, to be honest. So hopefully, there's no change there, and we see you both lining up in Tokyo in 21, which would be a pretty sweet reason for us to get up at two in the morning, whatever it is, to watch. Yeah, yeah hopefully. <laughs> I've got one final question there before you guys head off. Um, so just more for probably for myself and Tom as well as the listeners. Um, what, what would you give one bit of advice to everyone um, in, in terms of, of running, in terms of like improving performance or something like that? What would, what would be, if it could be a mantra, it could be a quote, it could be just words of wisdom. What, 
what one bit of advice would you give um, our listeners or some of the athletes that you guys have at Hawkins running? Uh, probably, probably enjoy it and not overthink it. Um, nice. At the end yeah. of the day, there's going to be times where it goes well, times where yeah, run for the love, sort of get two yeah. left feet, sort of thing. So, <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, if you enjoy it, then you'll be able to get kind of through the periods where it's not quite going so well. So, yeah. that's the most important thing. Don't take, obviously, if you want to take it serious, take it serious. But remember, it's it's running. You should be enjoy about enjoyment as well. So, mm. I think my biggest mantra, something I use for life, is shit happens. You know, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, some days you're on bad, sometimes you get hurt. It's, yeah. It happens, just move on, and it's how you move on that matters the most, not what happened. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. I love it. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah well, th- guys, thank you so much for coming on. This has been, it's been great to have you guys on for the f- this first time we've done it live. And there's like 200 odd folk watching live and commenting. So it's really cool. And it's, uh, you know, loads of names from across the sort of club scene who are, Really pleased to see you on, and we've had. I mean, we've been looking for for months, trying to think, of trying to line up calendars to get you guys on, and it's been a, it's yeah, a very popular one on the on the hit list from Folk of Question. So thank you for coming yeah, on. Yeah, Gavin Strachan was like, "How on earth have we not got you boys on?" It's taken a hundred episodes to get you guys on, but exactly, we've even had Craig Ruddy on. Not had these boys on. What's that all about? <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy to do it. Thanks for having us. I don't, I don't do them often. I just kind of. Keep myself to myself, let my legs do the talking, to be honest. Yeah, oh, you, Quite right. you do that You do that very well. So, uh, yeah, thanks so much. This will be amazing, amazing to go out. We're going to get out recorded as well and uh, uh, get a listen um, as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and we'll get you back and we will look forward to getting you back on once we're hopefully we're to talk about you both going to Tokyo. Fingers crossed. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, hopefully, that's yeah. what we're talking about. A few things happen, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Well, all we'll the best for the rest of the train. We'll speak to catch up with you soon. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Bye. See ya. Wow. That was awesome, Kyle. So, well, listeners, thank you for your questions. That was brilliant. Really chuffed yeah. to get there. And thank you to the Hawkins boys. Great to have them on. It's been brilliant. You know, it's um, an hour at a time, just over an hour at a time. No, no real interruptions there. Any bad audio or anything like that it seemed to work, go really smoothly. So, um, yeah, thanks all your, your comments, folks, uh, questions. Thanks for saying well done as well. Really appreciate that uh, you enjoyed listening to it. You enjoyed the well, episode. So, um, before, we, before we wrap up, Kyle, we've got a couple of usual bits of business we need to take care of before everyone suddenly logs off. Now the Hawkins are gone, the numbers are going to plummet. So before <laughs> they do, uh, there's a couple of normal bits of business. TRS run of the week, right? I've been having a think about this, and I'm going to put it out to... Morag Miller, did you see the time Morag ran? Morag is like a month out from giving birth, and she ran some like 18.20 for 5K at the, the uh, Scottish Athletics virtual relays. Absolutely ridiculous. So I think she's already had run of the week, but she's getting it again. Well done, Morag. Yeah, well, well done, Morag. Yeah, I, I, would have, I would have given her that. I, I did actually see that. I thought, 18.20, booming hell. You know, I'd, I'd be happy with that. Unreal, yeah. <laughs> so, so, but, you know, going on about the, you know, chatting about TRS run of the week, um, what about the, the sort of results roundup of the, the True Wealth Virtual Scottish Relay Championships? I think they're called. Is that right? Uh, they were called that, yeah. So, I mean, the, it was a great initiative from Scottish Athletics. And it, was a bit, it was quite cool to have the 3x5 three, three and 3x10k. From a results perspective, I'll just bring them up. This is, you're used to hearing this on the podcast as I was taking <laughs> yeah. our time to find the results. Well, why are you but, finding 
what are you finding? Um, you know, how how was your run? Were you happy with your? You, you I was cheeky with five k PB a virtual. A virtual PB, yeah. I was chuffed a bit, mate, because you know, and the five k did the week before. I felt really crap and like I had really bad guts during the run. But you know, I was like, I can't. I felt like to to the mate to like lads I train with and on the podcast. I thought I can't really. I was close to a PB there, so I can't really say I've had a bad run and make excuses till I've backed it up. So I was really pleased to back up that last weekend run 15:41. And you know, I know it's it's it might be 10 seconds fast, it might be 10 seconds slow, but it's in the right ballpark and it's sub 16, which is what we said was going to happen. So yeah, really chuffed with that. Um, and what was really cool was that, you know, moving on to the results, the Metro ladies, it was another win for them, for our wives. Yes. There's all the things I do and uh, there's no, there's no, um, <laughs> <I'm> doing all <laughs> yeah. this and all that, you know. In fact, talking about that, I've got a hat. So everyone's taking the piss out of uh, this guy here, baby Chewbacca. Yeah, so this rightly, is rightly so, I should add. Yeah, so this is a, another present I got. Um, look at this guy, Mr. Big Time. Look at that. It's not for me, like, but... I was going to say. I don't know what that is on the, on the cart there, but... Uh, yeah, we'll just... And, and you know what else I've got? Before everyone goes, everyone logs off, some, some uh, the, 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 the tartan running shots. Oh, very good. Guys, gasset intact as well. Banter, eh? Lovely stuff. Do you know what? I'm struggling to find the results here on the on the Scottish. Well, we, anyway. we know Castorfin were the winners. Um, they beat the yellow train, I see, for the male, the male side. Um, I think third place was, was it not? Anyone know? If anyone has the results, you know, put them in the, put them in the comments. Hey, this is your opportunity to contribute. So, yeah, so the... Um, yeah, let me bring up the online leaderboard. And actually, that was one thing that was really cool because it's over three days. There's an online leaderboard, so you can actually follow it in real time. So, in the um, in the men's, which was a uh, six stage, there was 502 finishers get um, involved, which was good. Um, my screen is taking a while to load up. Whereas in the women's, there was 280 finishers. I'm not sure how many teams that was. This is classic. While well, we're doing it live, mate, this has not come up. Here we go. So the men's six stage was a win for as Kyle says, Kostorfin. The White Train, uh, Anthony Addison, James Dunn, Tom Cunningham, Dougie Selman. 30-22 for Dougie, that's shifting. Right. Ewan Brown and Tom Martin. Second place, Central AC with uh, TRS interviewee, Ali Hay leading them out. Ben McMillan, Callum Phillip, Jamie Crow, another interviewee. Conan, Conan McGawkey and Mikey Wright, who's coming on next week. Already recorded that one. And third place was Edinburgh AC, Joe Ewing. Gavin Bryson, Peter Cameron, Andrew Fife, Alex Carcass, and Neil Reno. That's, that's some team. Well, well done, everyone, for taking part. Are you? Um, uh, well, let me finish. The women's. Metro Aberdeen for the win, just to recap that. Uh, Jeannie Baran, Nicola Gold, Claire Bruce, Fiona Bryan, Kerry Price, and Debbie Gregg. Second place, Inverness Harriers, Mary McLennan, Katrina Fraser, Julie Wilson, Jenny Bannerman, Gemma Cormack, Leslie Hansen. Rounding off the podium was Fife. Steph Pennycook, Jenny Selman, Karen Kennedy, Annabelle Simpson, Jennifer Spence, and Megan Crawford. Fantastic. So, what's your what's your thoughts then? Do you uh, do, do do you enjoy the the virtual relays or the, the virtual racing? What's do you would you make any changes or? Are you, it's uh, it's a reason to get out of bed, you know. That's to go for a session, and I I enjoyed it. What was interesting in a session last night, where I did some reps at five k pace. 
And so now I'm running it five minute miles because I'm like, right, that's, that's my 5k pace now. So that's, so that is, it keeps the momentum. My only worry now is I don't know how, if we don't, if London is the next race and hopefully it happens in October, I'm not sure how to carry this on um, for the, yeah, you know, how to carry that on for five months. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm quite enjoying doing short, sharp stuff, trying if a 10 K happens in June or July, which I think is optimistic, but if it does, that'd be great. Try and run fast. And then I really like what Derek was saying there, 10 K block up front and then moving into a, into a marathon block. So I'll probably just do that. I see this. How about you? How about you? It's good to see you. I mean, that first time we've seen you run five and 10 K in a while. It's pretty good. It has. I, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's run- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, I really enjoyed I, I half enjoyed it, but there was a little bit of pressure. I mean, I'm not making excuses. Alfred's a hilly place. You, finding a, a flat a flat route somewhere is quite difficult. But anyway, mm. nonetheless, I'm not going to moan. I, I like, you know, it, it, I felt kind of half nervous. You know, when you go into a race, you kind of feel nervous. But I suppose that's what it's like when you're, you're looking at, you know, a time trial or, you know, by on your own. So I, I did enjoy the running a 10K hard. Uh, the 5K was, I, I ended up running... My 5K, I was happy with the time I ran, although I had a bit of a tailwind, I say. Um, but the 10K felt a, a lot easier, a lot more relaxed than my 5K did. So I think I'm in better shape in a, for a 10K than I would be in a 5K. So I'm still going to work on the speed and hopefully that will translate into, um, you know, into the future season if we, if we ever have one. So, yeah. Uh, and, and again, you know, maybe a marathon I might do, maybe even a fast 10K and then, you know, get into maybe a, a late ultra later on the year, if not next year. Good. So, I'm looking forward to seeing you getting back to ultra. Yeah. What was that, sorry? I'm looking forward to seeing you get back to an ultra. Ah, yeah. I think UTMB is the last one, so it'll be good to see you get, get back on the horse. I'm not going to the UTMB, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a, a little bit less hillier. Aye. So as we as we approach two hours and the numbers have gone from 150 with the Hawkins when they left, it's now down to 100. So this booker, <laughs> it's like it's like the, it's like the last 10 minutes of the football. Everyone's yep. heading to the exits. <laughs> Stay above that. Let's keep to the above our episode number, eh? Yes. So listeners, thank you for joining us on the hundredth. It was it's been a it's been a pleasure to do a hundred, and it's it's really cool. It's been so cool to have people tuning in live and asking questions. And we know what's really, what I like, Kyle is. We've got you, we can identify the regulars. I mean, here's one: Sean Casey. Never met Sean. He's a regular listener. He's uh, he engages with us, you know. And I'm just dropping that name as someone because I can see it on the on the, the the comments feed there. So guys like that, it's really cool to to have that engagement. So thank you for sticking with us. And, and also, yeah, here's the other comments to everyone else. Um, you know, haven't read them out, but Kaz Addison, he's a big uh, fan of the show. Hands down, the best running podcast I've ever heard. Really appreciate that. It, it means a lot. Uh, Graham Aitken, when I was speaking about my tartan running shorts, white gusset, shambles. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you know, you can't all be like Finlay. Yeah, Finlay, yeah. uh, we do, yeah. do judge you on that. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I really appreciate everyone listening. Big Stuart McDougall's joined us again. He's an hour late for the show, but he's there nonetheless. Um, so yeah, well done uh, for, for sticking, sticking with us. Um, Marie Baxter's listening. Andy Redmond's been listening. Charlie's stories says, what a pleasure. You know, lots, lots. Kirsty Harper, great interview. Um, yeah, Ian Beatty again. Uh, so, yeah, thanks so much for sticking by us. And, um, yeah, and again, someone's asked the question, is there going to be an episode 200? 
<laughs> Tom, what right, do you I'm going to be quite honest with listeners here. There was times in the last six months I was thought I might, st- yeah, I thought stopping at hundred. Honestly, like I was just there's you get those couple of weeks where you've had a horrible busy day at work and you come in and podcast and I'm like, something else to do. But you know when we have nights like this and folk get engaged, it's it fills you with a fills you with the endorphins that you usually get after a run. So it's quite a. I don't know if there'll be an episode of 200, but there will be an episode 101. So that's, that's we can just keep going like that. It's going to be at least an episode 100, another few episodes because we've got a heap of interviews like that yes. already pre-recorded. They're about to, and some of nice. the we've got are amazing. You know, again, it's going to be an absolute pleasure to speak to some of the, the, the you know existing interviews and, and some new ones. And you know, the mm. list is is fantastic. Really exciting. So stick by us, folks, and. Like we said before, this has been pre-recorded, so we will be putting this out on SoundCloud uh, later in the week. We're going to also include some of the edits of a few uh, highlights of, of the past 100 episodes. Um, and, uh, and yeah, if you do want to contact us, any recommendations um, about interviews that we should interview, give us a shout. Any comments that you have, uh, feedback, any um, running rants you might have, give us a mm-hmm. shout. You can... Email us at tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. You can Facebook us. Join you already on Facebook, hopefully all you guys. Um, but like us on Facebook. Um, review us as well on, on some of our podcast applications. Yeah, it does give do. us a lot of street fed in the world of podcasting. And uh, you can also follow us at Tartan Shorts as well. So uh, I think I've... Have I missed anything, Tom? I don't think I have. I think that's spot on. I think um, one, there's a couple of things that I've taken tonight. I'm going to, after a few people have pointed out, I'm going to write up the list. And, write, and I'm going to write a blog on the website, which is the TRS wish list of races that we're going to do one day. <laughs> and we'll, I'll sort them in priority and we can talk about that in a future episode. And the people who are saying, um, apparently it's the Arrow Chair Alps. So there we go. That's um, apparently a better <laughs> pronunciation. So races like that will get added on and we can deal with that. So is it, this is what I was about to say before the Hawkins came on. Is it news or is it news? I would say, you know me, I say that's good news. News. Is it news? I say news, you say news. I think it's news. I think it's, it's like potato, potato, mate. <laughs> potato. <laughs> listeners, tell us what it is because we want yes. Right. So, listeners, thank you for joining us for two hours. That's great. I mean, who'd have thought we'd have, we'd have over 100 people joining us for two full hours? That's like, that's a movie. And yeah, the Tiger King, will, as we said on social media, will be there for you tomorrow night. So, thank you for getting up your time. And this will be, as Kyle says, it'll be available as a podcast. So if you're joining us late, listen to it there. Rewatch it on Facebook. And let us know what you think about the format. If you really like this format, we may do it more during lockdown. Um, and yeah, we would want to know what you want. So I think it was really cool getting those two on together. Um, we'll maybe try and do that more often. And the joint interview is quite... I, I enjoyed interviewing together, Kyle. It was good. I, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it takes the pressure off. <laughs> when, if I run dry, at least you've got so you can jump. Maybe we should do that more, yeah. But those, I tell you what, that's a highlight already for me, getting those two on, because they're just, you can just, normal lads, but happen to be super quick, work their asses off, and you can have a bit of good banter with them. So thank you, everyone, for throwing your questions in the Craig Ruddy's and Del Rays. It's good to get a bit of inside banter for them. Yeah, absolutely. Right, well, thank you so much for listening, folks. Uh, stick by us, and um, yeah, we'll give you some amazing uh, format for future episodes no doubt amazing content so enjoy your enjoy your uh, enjoy your week and we'll catch you next week bye bye <laughs>